Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fiji's bid to take part in the New South Wales Cup Rugby League competition could have government backing. The finalists are found in the OFC Champions League and the long wait for a proper futsal court continues in Solomon Islands. But first, Fiji 7's coach Gareth Baber says they are still searching for consistency on the World Series after their worst finish of the season in Singapore saw their hopes of a third straight title slip further away. After the highs of winning in Hong Kong, Fiji were upset by the United States in the Cup quarterfinals in Singapore before losing to series leaders South Africa in the consolation matches. It's always difficult to uh, replicate what you've done the week previous in all performance and it was probably notable in most a lot of teams that have uh, obviously competed in those semi-finals and finals in, in Hong Kong. It was difficult to get up to those levels again, but yeah, it was great, great highs, you say, in Hong Kong. Uh, we're just going to need to be a little bit more consistent. We came up against a good American side in the quarterfinal, um, and they reacted far better than we did. And um, and in the South Africa game, obviously going down six men hurt us badly. So um, yeah, we, we're not too despondent about the way the way it's happened. We're disappointed, obviously, that we couldn't replicate the performance and, and go for a double. But uh, then we got a lot out of the, of the two weeks, and certainly the, the Hong Kong performance in semi-final final was big high for us. Because you mentioned um, it might, might have been just was it just the little things? Because in pool play, you guys looked great. You know, three big wins, including one over the eventual winners of the Canadians. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you know we got a lot right in those games, and a lot went our way. And in the game of rugby, we got the bounce of ball to go, come our way on at times, and that as well. You make your own luck. But um, yeah, I think in the, in the US game, uh, we met them. Uh, probably one of their performances of of the tournament as well. The teams are always going to raise their game against us, um, and it was, I suppose, you know, you look at it. It was little things. They did a job on us to kick off and made it made it scrapping, got possession and control possession for the majority of the first half, which put, put us under pressure. Um, and that's as quick as it can happen in a game of seven. A team wrestles initiative early, and you're chasing the game a little. And uh, we weren't as accurate with what we should have been with a uh, number of the elements of the game, which gives us possession. What, what sort of about Singapore? Was I think it was Kenya last year, Canada this year, and a number of teams stepping up. Is it the time of the season? What is it about this tournament? I think I think it's probably a contribution of, of a number of factors. Being as you said, the time of the season where people are sort of three quarters of the way through the season, and, and a lot of travelling being done, a lot of games being done. But it's probably coming off the back of, of Hong Kong as well, where a number of teams really, I suppose, throw their lot into Hong Kong. A lot of energy, a lot of physicality. Um, and uh, you know when you come back to, into Singapore, a little bit of fatigue. I don't know everybody's in the same in the same position, uh, and sometimes you know other teams react better than than some of the sort of top three or four teams. So you know, immensely you know, uh, proud of uh, of what Canada did. I mean, we all compete here in the World Series, and we're all good friends at the end of it. And uh, you know, for them to get their first win, I think, is very very good for their program. What do you do now? You got a bit of a break before Paris. We go back to Fiji now, uh, everybody rests up for a week and then we come back in next week to train and it's a relatively short turnaround as all these are. We have a sort of two and a bit weeks back and then we we fly uh, you know, out to out to France really for the week previous to the tournament. So um, 
yeah, so, you know, we're, we're in good shape physically. Um, obviously, you just got to check on how everybody is mentally. And finally, it seems now, the way the points are that South Africa, it really is going to be hard to catch now. Is it pretty much a battle for that second spot with England and the likes of them? Yes, I think so. I think that, you know, in fairness to South Africa, as I said previously, they, they've shown the most consistency in performance uh, over the over the, uh, over the the series. Uh, they continue to do that. I know that they had their battles yesterday, um, like likewise ourselves and likewise, likewise New Zealand and even England. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've still on the march again in, in, in that direction. Yeah, we know we're in the battle for second place. That's Fiji 7's coach Gareth Baber speaking with Koro Vakauta. And I spoke to Rinzi reporter Kodovaka Uta and asked him what Fiji and Samoa should focus on for the remaining tournaments in Paris and London next month. Well, I think both Fiji and Samoa, and maybe Fijians don't want to hear this, but maybe it's a, a maybe rebuilds not so much of a case in Fiji's um, uh, uh, what do you call it case, but they both Fiji need to, I guess, consolidate under Baber. He you mentioned he came in in January in the Wellington tournament, and he mentioned the Hong Kong tournament was just the players starting to get comfortable with his approach uh, and the way he does things. So maybe it's just a, a case of continuing that momentum and, if anything, making things prepared for uh, the next season, which uh, starts at the end of the year. And uh, the same, obviously, for Samoa. Tremendous rebuild. They've um, uh, really, I think, third from bottom in the World Series ladder. Um, no chance of relegation, if you like, but still probably disappointed for Samoans under Sue Gordon Titchens. But um, it's a case of, again, consolidating and preparing for next year. Yeah, I guess the tricky thing from Samoa's point of view is um, Fiji, after such success, uh, this is the first time they've faced any real adversity in the last few years, whereas Samoa have had you know half a dozen coaches in the last you know six or seven you know years, and they've you know had probably two, three, four rebuilds, or, or what they thought were, um, and they probably thought they were making some progress last year when they won in Paris under Damien McGrath and then missing out on the Olympics and then having a new coach. And obviously when it was Gordon Titchens, there was sky-high expectations. And yet they haven't made one cup quarterfinal, which you know we're not expecting that they were going to maybe suddenly contend for the title this year. But to not make one quarterfinal was a pretty big disappointment. I think we talked about it. They were almost stuck in the cycle where... They had finished bottom of their pool, so the next tournament they were seeded low, which meant they were seeded in quite a difficult pool with two very good teams, and so it ended up being a cycle. Every tournament they ended up being in probably the toughest pool of all, so it was always going to be tough to advance. But also what we noted when we looked back at the results, they were only losing by like one try against these top teams. So I guess that what we were trying to say is the margin of error is, is tiny in these events. That was Rinzi reporter Kuro Vakauta. Fiji's bid to take part in the New South Wales Rugby League competition could now have government backing. This comes after the Fiji National Rugby League and former Bati captain Petro Thivanathiva announced they were joining forces in their New South Wales Cup team bid. Fiji NRL Chief Executive Officer Timothy Nalemba told Kuruvaka funding could now follow. That's one thing we had we had discussed with uh, Petro. FNRL is going to put in the bid, its bid, and if Pate is, is willing to come along with us, then, then you know, it would be good to hire and we'd see it, you know, uh, good for the for village. But uh, if not, then and, and we would, and, and the board has decided here that, you know, we carry on because we don't have enough time to actually, um, you know, submit the bid and, the, and, and, and what the requirements are from the Southwest Village. 
when is a deadline? When is when do you need to submit it? Um, you know, for us here, there, there's a few deadlines um, because we have our own um, budgeting sessions uh, here and also Fiji government budget because it's going to be a national initiative to to have this uh, competition, you know, approved by New South Wales Rugby League because. Um, Rugby players uh, overseas uh, and rugby as a whole is, is is quite a big industry here in Fiji, so so government is is, is going to consider uh, you know uh, having some sort of assistance to the bid, and uh, and uh, and uh, for that government's budgeting is is due on July, and um, that's the first one, and then after we have that, then and then there's uh, uh, stakeholders who are interested to partner with the FNRL and, and getting, you know, other, 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 uh, other sponsorship in for, for, you know, for the requirements uh, or, or the, what, what was required by the New South Wales Rugby League. Because this is going to be a substantial investment. Um, you know, the, the New South Wales Cup competition and the Q Cup are quite expensive. They are not profit-making, making um, you know, competition. So, but they are very good for development. So, I guess if anything, the PNG hunters are uh, are they a good uh, model to go by? They seem to be doing well in the Q Cup. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, if you if you see last year, last year's May test, uh, they beat Fiji. Now. With with the team that played, eleven of those players are local players, are local boys. They, they are not in the NRL, but they they played for the two cup. They actually don't have to come to play NRL to be able to be competitive. So so that's that's what we have seen, you know. So it's going to be a really a really boost for our local competition and for our local players, you know, having that pathway, you know, to be able to be competitive and compatible with. Huh? So it sounds like you've got the the player pool available. You're working on the finances. How, how about the venue? Where would the any particular games be? ANZ Stadium here in Suva is hosting the uh, Super Rugby, you know, and um, they've got all, all the the box ticked, you know, for to be able to host international matches and as well as uh, you know the Super Rugby matches. So uh, we were we are now intending to have the New South Wales Cup played here. In Suva, we also have, um, you know, the second largest uh, ground in Lotoka in the west. So we should be able to have that option as well. Fiji NRL Chief Executive Officer Timothy Nalemba there speaking to Koro Vakauta. Auckland City and Team Wellington have advanced to the OFC Champions League football final for the third straight year. Holders Auckland beat Tahiti's AS Tafana 4-0 over two legs. While Wellington thrashed nine-man AS Magenta from New Caledonia 7-1 in their semi-final second league to advance 9-3 on aggregate. Their coach, Jose Figueira, says it was nice to be in more familiar surroundings. 
You know, we're always confident um, at home that we can we can put on a good performance, and you know we we found it really tough over there in the in the first leg. Um, you know, but we we did our homework and you know kind of got back to the levels of performance that we've been showing domestically as well. Um, so that that was really pleasing to see that today. Uh, for people that obviously haven't played or don't play like in in a place like Numir or in New Caledonia. Uh, I think you guys were up in Kone, were you? Kone, initially. In, in, initially in the group stages. Yeah. Um, you know, w- w- what are those sorts of differences? Yeah, I think, um, you know, firstly, the, the, the conditions, um, you know, and the, the temperatures and the heat and the, and the humidity, and you know, I'm sure Magenta would have faced the opposite today coming here. So, you know, that's a big hurdle to, to overcome, firstly. Um, for the semi-final first leg, it's, it's obviously a short turnaround. You know, it's fly in, uh, have a light training and play the game. So, you know, that, that makes it extra, extra difficult as well. And, and look, thirdly, it's, it's a style of football that, that you come up against. Um, you know, Magenta, uh, a team filled with, you know, very mobile, uh, aggressive players. And, you know, it's something that, that um, you know, in New Zealand we don't face a lot. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of things to, yeah. to try and prepare for. And there's clearly expectation on your side. You're at home, you've been in the last two obviously finals of the national champions, but Magenta are an experienced team in Oceania. They've got a lot of players that have been around a while and, and they've been at this stage of the competition before too. That's it, and, you know, especially coming from the, the first leg um, and, you know, for, for patches of the first half, they showed why, why they're here, um, why they're knocking on the door and, um, you know, not only them, a lot of the other teams um, in the islands are, you know, really amazing. Emerging, um, but you know we, um, yeah, of course there's there's an element of pressure, uh, but you know for the boys it's just pleasing to see them go out there and sort of play with that freedom. A C- couple of very decisive moments in the game when they equalised after you guys had had quite a few waves and, and maybe hadn't uh, you know finished as, as much as you would have liked as a coach, uh, and then obviously you got back in front and then that red card. Sure, um, you know, and that that um, that equaliser you know works in both ways. It, it certainly knocks a team you know back on back on its heels and took us a wee while to get to get going again um, but look we managed to adjust a few things at half time um, yes the, the, the card helped um, obviously finding a bit more space out on the field uh, but look delighted with the way the boys you know, stuck to the plan in that second half uh, obviously there's one more hurdle to get through uh, Team Wellington obviously have been there a couple of times before uh, it's a familiar foe it's you know, as could be potentially very momentous. Yes, yeah, it is, and you know we've we've been we've been building some momentum towards towards the end of the season. Um, domestically, we obviously we we cut that off with the, with the final in, in beating Auckland, but you know it's gonna it's gonna take over two games. Uh, uh, you know, monumental effort. Um, you know, they're they're obviously a team that have uh, you know won a lot of titles, won won a lot of OFC uh, championships. Uh, added with that, they've got a lot of players who've been part of that success as well. Uh, and you know, having to, to play at Kiwi Tier Street, where they've got a, a, a tremendous record, you know, it's going to take every ounce of uh, our focus and our, and our quality. So we've uh, we've certainly got to be at the top of our game. I don't know if it's a stupid question. Obviously, you play them regularly. Um, home and away makes it different. But um, playing them in an Oceania comp is that different to when you play them in the league, like in terms of a one-off match? The two-legged affair uh, makes it different. You know, domestically, I mean, obviously you play them twice in the league, uh, and the finals are one-off. Um, but you know, OFC just kind of has a has a slightly different feel to it. Obviously, with the, the OFC officials as well officiating, uh, and you know, playing as I said over two games throws up for the players and the coaches. You know, something uh, different tactically as well. So um, yeah, we've we've got to be really prepared. That's the team Wellington football coach Jose Figueira. Construction of a long-awaited futsal complex in Solomon Islands has yet to begin six months after the proposed start date. 
the Kurukuru national team are the reigning Oceania champions, despite the country not having a proper futsal court. The Solomon Islands Football Federation signed a contract in October last year with the Solomon Islands government and FIFA to build the stadium in Honiara. But the former national coach, Giuliano Schmeling, says nothing has yet gone off the ground. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening after the October is talking a lot about that because Solomon Island uh, went through three World Cups already and no any futsal court there. No uh, uh, federation doesn't have any, any futsal court. They have a futsal court, but uh, they have a basketball court. No any international futsal court there. So a lot of a lot of talking around, but uh, concrete, nothing, nothing happened. And we don't know. We just uh, we don't know when this is going to happen. The facilities. Uh, I hope even hope. Eh? Even hope will be soon, but nah, at moment we I cannot say anything. It's just uh, people talking. Just only thing I can say. People talking yeah. around. That's the former Solomon Islands futsal coach Giuliano Schmeling. The acting CEO of the Solomon Islands Football Federation, Joseph Bosso, says it's expected construction will now start by the end of the year. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.